It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. Shopping for cannabis is super easy if you're just trying to get high. But if you prefer to hone your experience and honor your body, then it's important to shop with intention. Prepping for this episode, I had a flashback of me being a kid riding around in the truck with my dad. We'd listen to the rest of the story, a radio program originally hosted by Paul Harvey one of the all-time greatest broadcasters who even had me as a young child focused on his storytelling. The show was originally part of Harvey's newscast during the Second World War, and then the year I was born, the rest of the story premiered as its own series on the ABC radio network. The show's format consisted of stories presented as little-known or forgotten facts on a variety of subjects, with some key element of the story held back until the very end. I realized that's sort of what I did to you last week. Today, I'm putting on my Paul Harvey pants, because it's time for you to hear the rest of the story on cannabis retail shopping in Canada. If you'll remember, we just pedal-pubbed our way over to the Elmer Nelson Cannabis Retail Store, which recently opened in the heart of Inglewood, one of Calgary's most historic and eclectic neighborhoods. Paul Dillon from Cultivated Solutions joins us as our cannabis Sherpa in Calgary. So settle in. It's time to get casually baked and hear the rest of our retail story. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just pay for it. Oh my God, Paul! 
Thank you for being my cannabis Sherpa in Calgary. Yeah, welcome to Albert yes. Nelson. These guys are a really cool new cannabis store that just popped up. Uh, yeah. These guys do an amazing job of cultivating a great experience for their customers. All right, I dig it. It's clean, it's creative. I mean, I can't see any flower, but that well, might be one of the differences. A couple big differences from what you would expect in California, right? Like yeah. we are in a heavily regulated environment mm -hmm. and you can't really engage customers the same way you, did, you would sell for the border. Um, so, you know, as you can see, cannabis isn't openly available. It does come in a prepackaged container and that can make it very difficult to yeah. uh, determine stuff like quality. So how do I purchase like a pro here mm -hmm. when all I'm used to is you know, the Northern California sun-grown, sniff it, smell it, touch it, romance it experience. How do I shop here? Well, um, you know, it really comes down to looking after some of the learning aids that are available. Many producers will make terpene um, amounts available online, so you can tell if it's, you know, um, maricine dominant or linalool dominant. But in the store, is there a menu? Like, how do, I, how do we shop? So there how are some this... cool menus here that here, will show help. Yeah, so as you can see here, we have a, they have a menu that will outline their pre-rolls, sativas, edibles, oils and capsules, as well as what indica flower is available. Okay. Um, so you don't really see the terpene analysis available on this. That's why you really got to engage the people at the store. I mean, these guys have some very knowledgeable staff that can really hold a customer's hand and introduce them to these topics because uh, Right now in Canada, we're finding a lot of the people that actually come into the stores are novice consumers. Mm -hmm. You know, they haven't been using cannabis for a very yeah. long time. Um, you know, a lot of companies are finding that around 70% of the consumers are, per sorry, 70% of the product is purchased by 30% of the consumers. Okay. And those are your, you know, enthusiast users that are using cannabis almost every day. Um, you know, and they're not coming in here? They're not coming into stores yet. Yeah. You know, they're, they're looking, there's three main factors why they're not coming into stores, right? That comes down to price, availability, and quality. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the future, it's still a new market. A lot of the producers are still figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. And we still have a lot of customers that don't understand it, but yeah. it's cool that we do have, you know, producers that know what they're doing, that are showing the new consumers their, their path. Yeah. You know, well, 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 time out, because I'm curious, like me as someone who's crossing the border and not breaking rules, as soon as I get in town, I'm looking for the nearest dispensary. Yeah. And so my first question is like, okay, do I need to be asking about these producers? Like what, you know, what would you recommend somebody who's traveling and you know they're like i want something but how do we know what's good and what's not good on this you, sh you should definitely ask uh, you know the person working in the store they, they know what's hot they know what's available they know what has the loudest terpenes right they will have access to the terpene analysis and other information it's like back in the old day you gotta trust a, you know you gotta ask a trusted friend and i also think too like because this is the dispensary the closest one to me so yeah. i love that we're doing our tour here but yeah it's like buy one or two pre-rolls, test it out, and then be like, okay, this feels sure. good, I'll come back. So for somebody who's not as versed in how to shop for good flour, mm -hmm. without being able to smell it and touch it, how are y'all teaching people to do that here in Canada? Well, there's a couple uh, ways to approach the situation. I mean, what we're really seeing in consumers is a couple big fallacies. A lot of people walk into stores thinking that good quality cannabis is high THC. I mean, that's what they learned in the legacy market. Right. Um, but then they also assume that high THC means increased potency. 
those are both illogical. Um, you know, the, we find that that's not actually true. Um, so what you really need to be doing is focusing on the terpenes like we talked about. How much are there? How present are they? How fresh is the flower? And to get that information, you know, you can definitely look at the packaging. They yeah. will have a package date and they will tell you some of the information. Um, a lot of the producers do make that information available online as well. So sure. you can scout it out, figure out what you like and find out who carries it. But I want to go back to one thing because when you're saying like the THC percentage doesn't necessarily correlate to the potency, but mm -hmm. I will say that I can tell a huge difference between this Blue Dream here that's 11% versus the Blue Dream I have back home that's like 23%. No, yeah, you will see so, a difference. Well, but, yeah, uh, so dive into that a little bit more. What does that cool. mean to you? Well, you know, the it, it comes down to the way cannabis actually works with your body. You know, it's not just one molecule engaging one spot. Mm -hmm. It really is the synergistic effects of all the secondary metabolites present in the plant. So it's not just the terpenes. There's esters and other, you know, molecules in there as well, such as flavonoids. Uh, mm -hmm. Contrary to the name, flavonoids is actually more of a pigmentation. So a lot of the purple hues you'll see come from that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what you really Really got to look for when you're looking for a high potency product is I mean yeah THC is one part of that equation Certainly. but the terpenes Certainly. and the amount of terpenes is also very important mm -hmm. so if you have something that you know let's say is 18% and a 23% if one of those is like 4% terpenes and the other is only less than one even if it's less THC that might be perceived as a more intense experience right yes because you've got that whole entourage effect exactly. happening so in a market like Canada or here in Alberta, mm -hmm. where you don't get to see the chemo bars and the, you yeah. know, the variations of the flower, how are you educating people on that piece? Or is it you know, are you teaching people how to smell it? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, no, we do a lot of that stuff. We host a lot of fun events where people can come out, they can learn how to grade cannabis. I mean, if you come out to the trade shows, some of the producers are actively engaging people, teaching them how to grade cannabis. Um, you know, it's, it's a very subjective experience. Right. Some of the smells that some people prefer versus the smells that other people yes. prefer is always a very personal matter. Exactly. Right? You're tying it to past experiences mm -hmm. and what you like and what you don't like. And I'd really believe that when you smell a flower, and you just like light up, it's like, that's the one that's speaking to you. That's yeah. the one that is your medicine. That's the one that's going to heal you. There's so many consumers right now that are in that boat. We have a lot of legacy consumers that have been using cannabis for a long time. They can smell it right away and tell you if it's moldy, if it's old, or if it's good cannabis, or if it's even the strain that's gonna help them on their journey, right? But a lot of the new people haven't developed that experience, so they're yeah. looking for help. And yeah. what some of the older people are missing is a common language. Language. So now we're, we're learning a lot more about aroma notes. You know, people are starting to discuss, does that smell like fruit? Does that smell like fuel? Is that an earthy note? Yeah. You know, using language like that, we're going to be able to sort of bring everybody together on the same page and move the discussion forward quicker for some of the newer people. Well, and it's just giving the people tools to do this for yeah. themselves. Like, it's very easy to use a flavor wheel yeah. to learn from the basics of, does this smell like citrus? Does yeah. this smell like lavender and being able to dial in what works for you mm -hmm. and you know and it, and it really is about journaling too because sure. when here when you can't initially smell it and know like oh this is berries and this is what yeah. really works for me you have to take that home write down what that strain is exactly. figure that the out smells. what do you smell how did it make you feel right uh, what was the density of the flower was there a lot of trichome coverage and writing down who that producer For was sure, exactly and it's just like going to a farmer's market too yeah. like 
asking how that producer grows. Like, you know, we were learning from Jameson that there's different types of indoor growing styles and like learning which producers are doing what will also help you dial in who's growing the best cannabis. For sure, and you know what's really cool? We do have producers like Seven Acres that help people on their way. They, they put out this amazing cannabis grading book that actually nice. teaches consumers what to look for. So I mean, it's a, it's a really cool basic start where you, you start by exploring the smell, right? Like what yes, does it smell exactly. like? Are these positive notes? Are these negative notes? And, it, and you can start really basic, right? Just does this smell good? Does mm -hmm. this smell bad? Yeah, and, then, and it's also, I think the step right before that is setting your intention of like, why am I about to consume cannabis? Yeah. Am I going to a concert? Am I going to be yeah. hanging out with my friends or am I anxious? And sure. I, you know, I'm about to speak in front of someone. So determining how you want to feel and then smelling it and then listening to your body. Exactly. Exactly. We already know a lot of this stuff from aromatherapy. Uh -huh. We know lavender makes us sleepy and tired, yeah. right? A lot of people don't understand that's because of linalool, which is also found in cannabis, right? Mm -hmm. But once they make that connection, we're tying into experiences they've already had, which yeah. just expedites learning process. And cannabis is so nuanced and it can be so complicated. And if you can just get people to start there yeah. and be like, okay, I'm gonna smell it. How yeah. does it make me feel? And if you feel repulsed by it, not your meds, not your meds, keep smelling. Don't say yeah. cannabis isn't for you. No, but you also gotta look at it too, right? Smell's the first step. Yeah. Once you smell it, you gotta look at it. Are there physical deformities? Is there nutrient burnt? Do we see signs of bugs? But, but if you're talking to a newbie, like what the hell does that even mean? Yeah, like, well, I mean, does most... the flower look pretty or does it look sad? Yeah, <laughs> is it discolored? Do you see like a dried up leaf? Or like even a newbie will be able to see seeds and be like, eh, I don't well, think I want those. Yeah, right? totally. Like, yeah, and stems. I mean, stems can be an issue. Um, you know, some people don't trim well. Luckily, in the legal space, a lot of these guys at scale use, uh, you know, sophisticated technology that speeds up the trimming. You do lose some of the, the yeah. trichome heads in that, but uh, it does give you a really pretty flower sometimes. And it's also asking how people harvest it. Yeah. Is this hand harvested? Or are you using machines? Like For that sure. changes the game too. In drying and curing, right? Mm -hmm. So much of that flavor yeah. comes from that post harvest, right? And then how it's stored. Yeah. Because if it's stored properly, like wine, you can keep cannabis for a long time and you're not looking at like, oh, this is 90 days out, this is shit. Yeah. You know, that's not true if somebody knows how to take care of that flower. Exactly, and you know what's cool about these cannabis stores is they have a lot of really trendy storage options. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Canador is a great little box I like to use. Yeah, it's, I wanna get my hands on one of those. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah, nah. I think it'll look good on the set of my show. Yeah. So well, sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they call us a gajillion fulfilling numbers. <laughs> No, they're, they're super affordable and they're actually really cool units too because they help keep your cannabis moist, right? And you, what's cool about them is like you don't have to use, um, you know, some of these desk packs that may steal your turbs. Yes. You have to keep buying them. You know, they come with cool little pucks that you can just water. Um, you know, there's also UV bead glass jars available and stuff like that that yeah. will, you know, it, you want to protect your cannabis from heat, UV rays, and really just air, right? So you want to make sure it's airtight, yeah. it's in a dark, cool place. And if you yes. can do that, then it's going to last a lot longer and you're going to get more out of your cannabis. Yeah. And you know, someone who uses daily and uses multiple strains throughout the day, mm -hmm. you know, I have my larger storage containers tucked away with the wine. And then I have the little smaller jars where yep. I just pull a few buds out at a time. That way, you know, that constant exactly. opening and closing, you're not degrading the flower. No, because I mean, people spent so much time crafting this beautiful flower, right? Mm -hmm. It's the least we can do. Yeah. And then every time you open it, you're like, 
It smells so. It smells like much my birthday. <laughs> you know, a couple times I'll have like my work bag out, and then I keep the nugs in there. And you know, when you're out driving around, it gets hot. And you yeah. get home, and it just doesn't have that same nose. I'll just throw it back in the jar, mix it up with the other ones, and it feels like it's just back okay. square one. Hot tip. Hot tip. I mean, I, I just do don't. I'm like, I, I do don't carry. Like, I just don't carry cannabis around with me when it's super hot out. Like, I just. Yeah. Or you carry it on your person. You just. Mm-hmm. It's just like you don't leave a kid in a hot car. No, like, why would no. you leave your flower there? That's a very good point. I mean, it is kind of abusing the flower. But, uh, you know, sometimes you're just out. Uh, it's a really busy industry. and uh, You don't have to defend it. It's okay. I'm not, yeah. you don't have to defend your yeah. choices with me. <laughs> hey, that's what cannabis is all about, right? All right. Well, is there anything else that we need to know about the shopping experience here? You know, I want to make sure well, that you know, I know what I'm doing. Well, a lot of cool accessories that are coming out these days. Okay. I mean, I would definitely recommend talking and engaging staff to figure out what's best for your use you know like you mentioned earlier there's your flower is going to be specific to the activity the experience you're looking for but so is your accessory right a lot of people don't understand how they can get the most out of their flower I mean a lot of consumers are used to oh I need the strongest flower but then that same person will say I only smoke so little of it right but they just break part of the flower off and Yeah, and I'm like, you're ruining and wasting half of that flower. I mean, we even have new consumers that'll throw buds and vapes. (laughs) So, I mean, just asking and engaging somebody in the store level Mm -hmm. to really guide you on that experience as well can be very helpful. And you can save a lot of money, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of cool people like you out there sharing information. So, you know, watch those episodes, learn. Wisdom comes from learning from other people's mistakes. Too, it's that your willingness to experiment and try new things and and not be afraid to ask questions. I think so many times, women especially, Mm -hmm. we don't want to not know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people are afraid to come in and look around and ask questions. So I I love that we got a chance to um, give people a peek inside the dispensary so they know that it's not scary and it's not seedy and it's beautiful and it's thoughtful and, you know, and there's intelligent people that are serving you your medicine. Yeah, no, and they care. A lot of them care. Right on. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah. Let's go get casually baked. Let's do that. All right. Help me pick a good one. After continuing to do my homework and visiting a few more cannabis retail locations in Calgary, my recommendation is to pre-shop before you arrive. All of the dispensaries that I found have their menus listed online, and some offer quite a bit of information because the menus are integrated into strain aggregators like Leafly or Weed Maps with crowdsourced notes on the effects. You'll find strain descriptions for the flower on the menu, as well as tasting notes. So, if you're like me and fruity or berry-smelling buds suit your body, then you can quickly scan and find those options. And then jot down those few options, and when you get to the dispensary, you can talk to the bud tender about those strain options. At that point, you can choose to make your purchase based on price or based on quality. You do you. No judgment from me either way. But if you do want to taste and experience your favorite style of bud everywhere you travel, don't be afraid to ask smart questions. You might be asking questions that the bud tender doesn't know, but still ask them. It's great information. You'll expand your cannabis palate around the world the same way you get recommendations from the cheese guy at Whole Foods. Seriously. 
you know what cheese you like, and then they tell you other good ones to try, or that will complement your dish. So ask the bud tender for a personal favorite based on your intentionally chosen list that you brought in. Does one of them happen to be a standout from the rest? If anyone is going to know that information, the bud tender should. I want to know the flower structure, stickiness, and the vibrance of the nose, because remember, you can't open the jar to examine the flower you're about to buy. Ask what they know about the particular cultivars and their growing style and curing process. Are they family-owned or part of a craft co-op, or is it corporate weed? In an age where we vote with our dollars, I like to know as much about the flower and people who grew it as possible. That, to me, is part of being highly responsible. And it just makes me feel better when I'm smoking it. During cannabis retail therapy, if I feel good about the bud tender's level of knowledge after I've asked all of my questions, I'll ask for a wild card pick. Hey, what else should I try? They'll drop some local grow knowledge, tell you a good story, and you'll leave with a random joint or a few grams and a great story about the cannabis you're about to share with your friends. And now you know the rest of the story. Good day. I mean, that was, that was my best Paul Harvey. We had a Contact me through casuallybaked.com to submit your canna curious questions or to learn more about showcasing your product or service on the podcast. And if today's retail therapy helped you hone your cannabis shopping skills, you know what to do. Puff, puff, pass it on. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one toke at a time.